America, let me just tell you something. What's that? Uh, do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot, if you're gonna break the law, do not write a check. Just, Jesse, you wasted all that damn time and money. You, you know what you should have did? What's that? Just went up in Liam Neeson's neighborhood. <laughs> Could have solved all your damn problems. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds and New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli, yep, and we're E-Love. E-Love is back. <laughs> and I'm back also. Yeah, so this is a brand new episode, and we're back with you again. And Eli, we're coming to the end of uh, February. Is it? Yeah, I think, this is, I think this is the last week. It is. Yeah. Yeah, because January was like five years long. Five years long, and then February was like 18 minutes. So. <laughs> It's like it was weird in Mississippi because you didn't know if you had to put on like a bubble coat or flip flops and shorts so you can walk around with a bubble coat, flip flops, and shorts just in case. You know. Oh well, up here in Minnesota, we're getting like all the all the mild winter we had, you know, through November, December. We're getting it all in this month. <laughs> okay, so it's trickle down effect, and we're we're almost in spring again. Ah, uh, yeah, we're full fledged in winter. Like we had another blizzard yesterday. Oh damn! I'm was- I'm sick of shoveling. I'm sick of shoveling. <laughs> don't worry it's uh sundress season is right around the corner so don't worry <laughs> uh that being said like i said we're almost out of february and for those that don't know because nobody's talking about it right now february is black history month and honestly eli i want to say after r kelly 21 savage prada <laughs> uh gucci with all the black face uh the virginia lieutenant governor wearing uh black face and kkk this party and Jesse Smollett, you know, I'm done with Black History Month. They they canceled Black History Month for me. This is over, you know. <laughs> Worst Black History Month ever. So I hey, say, well, we hey, can... at least you don't have. At least like in Na- Native American Month is October. That's the that's when football season starts and <laughs> Halloween. So. Right. <laughs> so people are dressing up as the uh, uh, Washington Redskins to, to celebrate yeah. or something. Or Halloween, yeah. <laughs> What you gonna be for Halloween? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can see your problem there. So yeah, so basically we're just gonna just cancel Black History Month. Just these next few days, just forget about it, and we're just gonna pick everything up on Juneteenth and just start fresh. You know, uh, I do want to say one thing before we go further about this Jesse Smollett situation. I know, like I said, it's got nothing to do with with uh, nerd broad, uh, podcasting, but it's just such a big and crazy and insane story. I just got to talk about it because it's just so weird. Now we talked about this last week. Eli, I know yeah. you're sick of talking about this guy. <laughs> oh, this is getting weird. They should just make this a movie now. <laughs> it really is. Should be a movie. The thing is, this is he's on Empire, right? This storyline is better than any storyline on Empire. If this storyline <laughs> was on that show, I'd watch that show. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like I said, we picked up on it last week. We we but we didn't have the whole specifics behind it. 
you know, we just heard this might happen and this might happen. But now the story is starting to unravel. Unravel is getting more crazy than what it was before. So this week he's been arrested. So Chicago PD has picked him up. He's been arrested. He's out on bail right now. So that's another thing. But he was picked up and arrested. And they, and Eli, like I said, my blackness won't allow me to admit that he's guilty, you know, or did anything. But it was so much evidence. Oh, Eli, so much evidence. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, because first off, okay, like I said, the the MAGA hat wearing guys that called him the M-bomb and racial slurs and homophobic slurs, stuff like that, found him. They confessed. Two big buff Wakandan Nigerian dudes, you know. Uh, and what makes it even worse, they caught them on camera the night of the attack buying rope, bleach, and MAGA hats. Really? Yeah, their own their own footage. You could see them buying it. So that part was all true. <laughs> that part was all true. That on tape, on security, they see them, you know. Uh, and then what else happened? Uh, even more information came out because the thing is, what they're saying is that this whole motivation behind this is that Justice Smollett is saying that he didn't he didn't pay them enough money, so he basically stays his tag to kind of make give him the sympathy card so he can ask for more money, you know, for everybody else. Because like I said, Terrence Howard is on the show, you know, the original War Machine, uh, and Taraji P Henson who wins Oscars like left and right shit like that. So they're all getting paid in the hundreds of thousands per episode. Uh, they're saying he's getting paid somewhere between thirty and sixty thousand per episode so he's complaining that's not enough money you know yeah that's weird and on top of that those two nigerian big wakandan dudes uh one of them is his personal trainer okay. and also his ecstasy dealer dealer ecstasy dealer. yeah okay yeah this sounds yeah this does sound like a season of <laughs> right it's a whole season of empire right here so he's his he's his drug supplier and his personal trainer i don't know how that mixes together you know but hey i guess i guess it's kind of like the same guy that uh sells hot dogs and toilet paper you know hand in hand yeah, there you go. whatever uh but eli it gets really 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 worse after all the bullshit i said right this is the worst part of it the police have the check that he wrote to them to whoop his ass <laughs> does it say Paid to the order so and so, and in the end, notes for kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say. It just says for personal training. They showed the the check earlier today. But how dumb do you have to be if you're gonna commit a crime to write a check? <laughs> I mean, every gangster movie you've ever seen is always cash, no paper trail. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's like bad guy one on one. These are the worst criminals ever, man. This is I don't I don't know what to say about this. So it's been, oh, and to make it even worse, of course, you know, like I said, since he threw MAGA under the bus with two Wakandans claiming they're MAGA, you know your boy had to chime in. Oh, yeah. Donald J. Trump. Okay. Oh, he's my boy? He's he's your boy. <laughs> he's not mine. <laughs> so so he put out a tweet saying, How are you gonna use racist racism and homophobia to propel your own career? I think like did you just say that? <laughs> how are you gonna fail yeah, you to prepare your own career? <laughs> like pot kettle, kettle black, you know. <laughs> so such a weird story, man. I'm pretty sure some more stuff is gonna unfold. They've already written him out of the last two episodes of Empire. Oh, uh, yeah. so who knows? Maybe he'll get his name cleared. He he's still not admitting he did it. He's still saying, you know, that he's he's innocent. After all this damning evidence they have. So, you know what, though? The best thing about it are the memes. 
Oh, yeah. That's the best thing about all of this because Jesse Smollett has gotten to the point now that he's become such a meme that if you see somebody lying on the internet, all you got to do is just post a picture of his face to just say you're lying. That's it. That's all you got to do. So, yeah, I'll, we probably won't follow this story anymore because it got nothing to do with nerd news, even though he is Black Canary's gay brother. So, technically, it is nerd news, kind of, okay. association. But, yeah. That being said, we can move on past that. Eli, did you watch the Oscars? I did not. I, I know that was a shitty segue, but <laughs> I'm going to make it a good segue. Uh, Twitter is saying he should have won for best actor <laughs> <laughs> and best fight scene. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, we're back to the Oscars, uh, and everybody know that we were watching the Oscars and was waiting on pins and needles to see whether or not Black Panther was going to bring home the gold, you know. Uh, Eli, I will tell you this. Black Panther won three Oscars tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let, let me guess. Let, let me guess. M- music. <laughs> music. Original score. It won original okay. score. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. You know, um, What's the other one? Uh, special effects. Uh, not special effects, no. Oh, damn it. Um, costumes? Yes, yes. That was easy. That's that's a no-brainer. Okay. okay. So you got uh, original score, costumes, and what's third? Well, I said special effects. What else was it nominated for? Okay. Uh, production. Oh, production design? Uh, production design. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Production okay. Design also, so. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So those are the three awards. So yeah, honestly, in my opinion, I think those three awards were like a given. I think there was a no-brainer for, for Black Panther win those awards. Yeah. Yeah. So... It won three. Those are the most. Uh, those are the most uh, awards that Marvel ever won. So basically, Black Panther won three awards. Marvel Studios has three awards. There you go. Yeah, I'm hearing, but I, I didn't check and get a chance to take a look at this. And if I'm wrong, correct me on this. But I'm hearing it's tied with another comic book movie for most uh, Oscars. It may have beaten it, but I'm hearing it's tied. And you know what that movie is? Was it Road to Perdition? No, but that was an awesome movie. Oh, uh, Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. I'm getting confused with history of violence, but anyway. No, actually, Dick Tracy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if Dick Tracy won two, and they said it was tied at the time, and it ended winning the third one, or Dick Tracy actually won three. But anyway, I know Dick Tracy has at least two. But if he has three, then they're tied with Black Panther. So Dick Tracy and Black Panther, so yeah. Well, didn't Heath Ledger win for Dark Knight, right? Yeah, but that was like one, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like... And then Suicide Squad won. And Suicide for... Squad. What? What? Didn't Didn't Spider Man win? Did it? I don't, I don't know. know. For I best animated. I think. Oh, thank you. I actually I meant the original Spider Man. Oh. Yeah. But now that you mentioned, I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse did win uh, best animated feature. Well, cool. Because that, yeah, that that deserves something. Because that yeah. movie's awesome. Because here's the thing. I I saw. Why didn't you tell me uh, Incredibles Two was on Netflix? Why didn't I tell you? Yeah. I don't know. It's on Netflix. Okay, well, I'm telling you, Incredible okay. Two is on Netflix. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I was gonna see. I was. I was actually about to, like buy the movie or rent the movie or something like that. I'm just watching Netflix. I'm like, is that Incredibles Two? Let me watch this shit. So I watched it, and yeah, Into the Spider Verse is a better movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, Incredibles Two is literally the same movie except the woman is has got to get a job except except the man. Well, then that's oh, the same okay. movie. All right. Well, here's the thing that shocked me about the movie. You're like, there's a lot of cursing in that mo- in that movie. In Incredibles too? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm like, okay. I guess the the kids that watch this movie are older now, so yeah, go ahead, drop drop a you know drop a bomb every now and then. So yeah. So what else we got? Okay, we got 
Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse won. Black Panther won three. Uh, it did not win Best Picture. Oh, one more thing. Even though it's got nothing to do with nerd news, Spike Lee won his first Oscar tonight. For director? Uh, No, for adapted screenplay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, that is Spike Lee's first Oscar? Yeah, he's been nominated for so many. He's been nominated for so many, but damn, that's kind of shocking that it's him. So, so, yeah, he hugged, and I think he wrapped his legs around Samuel Jackson because he was so happy or something. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, so, Samuel, yeah, Samuel Jackson was in a bunch of his movies before he was big. That's pretty much where Samuel Jackson got to start. Yeah. You know, just being in Spike Lee's movie. You can also, not just Samuel Jackson, you can say Wesley Snipes, you can say Denzel, you can say Halle Berry, yeah. uh, pretty much any black actor from the 90s. Yeah. And so, yeah. pretty much got this start, you know, from Spike Lee movies. But yeah, the I, fact I, that, I mean, that's insane that Spike Lee got his first Oscar tonight. That's insane. So you yeah, can, that is, yeah. But that's and honestly, everybody. Hey, but then, who who did get director? Then Let me, I should just look this up. Yeah, I honestly, I, I I think I, I checked out on that part. I don't know who got best director. Um, so yeah. green green, you say uh, Green Mile or Green Mile? Not Green Mile. That was John <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, okay, I got the winners here. Okay. Uh, best picture was Green Book. The Green Book. Uh huh. Who some people are saying like uh, the updated version of Driving Miss Daisy, yeah, <laughs> which Spike Lee also lost to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best original song was the Kendrick Lamar and all uh-huh. that shit. All of the lights, yeah. We we knew that was gonna win. So, um, shit, where'd it go? This is like a shitty link here. Um, best sound mixing, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think on what they were saying, the Bohemian Rhapsody actually won like the most awards that, tonight. Yeah. Um, best original score was Black Panther. Best actor was that Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, I, yeah, Which, he did a good job. Yeah, it was pretty much he was he was head and shoulders above everybody else on that one. The only person I think that was close is Christian Bale. Oh yeah, that yeah, I did see Vice, and that yeah, he he. he what do you think? Because a lot of people were upset over Vice. I thought it was going to be more funny, like because you know it was Adam McKay directed it. He did Step Brothers and Ricky Bobby and all that shit. So I thought it was going to be. I mean, there was some funny parts, and it was it was a total satire, but it was also kind of made me mad, actually. <laughs> it okay. kind of just okay. pissed me off. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah, uh, Best Actress, we have Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Didn't see it. Uh, me neither. Um, best Supporting Actor was Marsala Ali. For, for The Green Book. For The yeah. Green Book, yeah. Grimes Days best, 2.0. Yeah, so Regina King won Best Supporting Regina Actress. Regina King. Let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second like that. Regina King won an Oscar. Regina King is black royalty. <laughs> she single-handedly saved Black History Month for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put a post up today. I was saying that you can tell a lot about a person depending on where they know Regina King from. So, like I said, a lot of people know her from 227. She played the teenage Brenda on there. Me, personally, my favorite role from her, The Boondocks. Yeah, she she did all the voices. She did all the voices for the little kids on Boondocks. So I thought that was like genius for her to do that. And plus, she was on uh, like a talk show or something like that, and she was doing the voices on there. All like, yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. So yeah, uh, congratulations. And Regina King actually was escorted to uh, the speech by Chris Chris Evans. So people escorted like what happened? Well, not escorted, but you know, like when she was walking up to accept her award, like Chris Evans, like you know, wrapped her on and, and took her up there. I carried her. Well, not, yeah, well, 
carried her. But... <laughs> Gave her a piggyback ride? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, wrapped her arm around her. You know, like in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like walked her up. The... Yeah. Walked okay. her up the, the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Best animated feature, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Best director, that Alfonso Caron for Roma, which yep. I just I just watched that the other night. Um, Any good? It's a good movie. It's you know, and I got to yeah. It's about you know that actress. What's her name? The Yelitsa Aparicio or something? No, she it was not. It's like yeah, throwing words at me. She was the first indigenous actress to be nominated for oh, cool. best. Yeah, yeah, you should watch that. Best actress. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch it out of you know because of out of obligation. For the culture. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a good movie. I you know. You know, it doesn't have superpowers, but it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Blow definitely, something up. <laughs> yeah, definitely it makes a statement on, you know, classism and uh, really points out the, you know, ever since she got nominated, it's pointing out the, 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 the racism of Mexico. Because you have, like, the Mexicans that, you know, that were spawned by the Spaniards, and then you have the actual indigenous people of Mexico. Right. And, and, the, and the, the division between them. So there's she there's a lot of uh, racial outrage ever since she got nominated. Mm-hmm. Go to go to the Geek Savs uh, page on Facebook, and I actually posted some of the articles. No, I'm gonna say it. It's like right up you guys' alley, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't. Like I said, it's not about comic books, but you know. <laughs> <It's, laughs> you know. What does that ever stop any one of us from doing it? We we don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> so how people uh, be watching this, uh, listening to this podcast, like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. So that's a valiant I mean, or some shit. Yeah, so so this Alfonso Caron won Best Director. This is like his second one, isn't it? Because he won for, I think, The Revenant. Oh, that was him? Okay. Yeah, and then he also directed, well, Gravity, right? I think I have The Revenant and never seen it. Oh, it's, it's cool. It's okay. cool. You want to see, like, Indians whip ass that first five minutes is dope. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I will check that out. Then. It's like Saving Private Ryan with Indians, Cowboys and Indians, basically. <laughs> okay. But um, he also did Children of Men, and he's done some good shit. Um, but that's what I, you know, I, that's like his second Oscar. I figured that Spike Lee was at least going to get the pity one. Right. You know? But so, not, he didn't give it to him. So. Oh, so too bad. That sucks. Well, so, yeah, it just seemed like the Green Book is kind of like the same movie they've been giving these Oscars to. Like, it's, it's really a white savior movie. Yeah, you know, it's really about the white guy about how he learns racism and bad, you know, and then he learns his lesson. So it's his movie, and like yeah. it's kind of the same thing y'all been doing, giving these these movies. Other than last year when you gave it to the with the chick fucked the fish, or was that the year before? Oh, the Shape of Water, yeah, that one, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like this is the same type of movie they've been giving it to. You learn racism and you learn civil rights, like so. I don't know. It's like I said, we we. I'm, I'm glad Black Panther won all those awards they did, but it did feel like they just put it in there just to get people to watch the Oscars. You had probably more people watching the Oscars now than they've ever watched before. Like, every, like the Oscars was trending tonight, you know, on Twitter when I was watching it. But you watched, like, the year before, the year before that. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody watched the Oscars. Nah. You know, so they, I guess, mission accomplished. They've done what they said they were going to do, you know. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, and like I said, Green Book, uh, people mad about that because White Savior. People are really mad about Bohemian Rhapsody winning. Oh, first first man won Best Visual Effects. Did it? Yeah. So that, over Infinity, Infinity War? War? Over Infinity War. What the? 
and Solo and Ready Player One. What the fuck, man? <laughs> See, that's the shit I don't understand. Like, you think Infinity War would have been a given. But, yeah. Or any one of those other movies you just named. Not First Man. Yeah, no shit. I don't know. The, I don't, yeah, I don't... Best Adapted Screenplay, Spike Lee mm-hmm. and his homies for Black Klansmen. Yeah. Best Original Screenplay was Green Book. Oh, Best Foreign Language Film was Roma. So there you go. Okay. Shock one up for the, for the engines right there. Cool. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, best, the, yeah, yeah, best I was costume saying, design, Black Panther, best ed- editing, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah like I said, they won a bunch of awards, and a lot of people are mad at Bohemian Rhapsody, not because of the movie. Like I said, I've never seen the movie myself. And I'm pretty, I, I think I've heard the day, I think they're saying it's the highest grossing music biopic of all time. I think. I don't know for sure, but if it's there, it's there. But people are pissed off because they're saying it's a slap in the face of the Me Too movement. You know, because of Brian Singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, which we actually never actually, we may or may not have brought that up before, but that's the big problem people had about him Rhapsody. They're saying because of Brian Singer, the movie shouldn't have even been included in the Best Picture or even the Oscar nomination at all just because of him. Because saying just the fact that he's winning these awards is a slap in the face of me too, even though Brian Singer was fired from the movie before the movie was even finished. Yeah, he didn't finish the movie. Right. He, he wasn't at the Oscars. He wasn't at the Academy Awards. He didn't go on stage. He wasn't even allowed in the building. You know, yeah. people still pissed. Why are you getting pissed off with stuff like that? He wasn't the only person on the movie. So, like I said, Remy, Remy Malik is that his name? Yeah. The bug-eyed guy? Okay. Awesome performance. Best performance of the year. So we're just going to throw away what he did because of this asshole Brian Singer? Well, that's what happened with Wind River last year. That is true. That is true. You know, Wind River, like, was a great movie, had awesome performances, and it, it dealt with social issues of as far as missing and murdered indigenous women. But it was, uh, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey it was Weinstein, a Weinstein production. Was a Weinstein Company. Yeah, so they canceled him, canceled his movie, and all the work and that everybody worked, all the hard work everybody did on that movie is basically all like, for like not. Hawkeye was <laughs> acting his ass off, was also yeah. in the movie. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Scarlet Witch was in it. Yeah. Okay. He had a bunch of natives Punisher was and actresses in, it? in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. yeah. And fucking, you know, but because, you know, Harvey Weinstein, you know, produced it. Like, wow. So because of Fuck one that. person, we're going to make everybody else suffer for that. That's like, yeah. that's like, uh, like with Subway, that Jared guy, just because he did all that fucked up shit. Okay. I'm going to quit eating Subway. Like the, <laughs> the lady didn't do any of that shit. She don't even know. She never met Jared before. Yeah. So why am I going to punish them for what one asshole did? So yes, Brian Singer is an asshole, but everybody else worked their ass off on Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, to make them that movie the way it was. So we shouldn't punish everybody. And it's a good movie. I seen it twice in the theater. It's it right. was cool, and you know, I, I thought it was great. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I, I heard people bitching that it wasn't gay enough, but I mean, <laughs> I. I it was PG thirteen. I mean, they were going to have a blowjob, or you know, you yeah, know, would you, you want to see? Reach around in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I know we man. talked about this before. But yeah, yeah, would you want a dick in the mouth? Like I, it's <laughs> well, some people PG-13. do. You know? <laughs> this ain't gay enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, people get people getting pissed off over awards over art. Right. I mean, this is art. When it comes down to it, this is entertainment. This is like. You know, we're supposed art is supposed to make us ask questions and face these problems and bring up these, you know, 
these issues that, and we and make us think about these ideas and issues and stuff. And if we're gonna get mad because they're not making us think the way, like like we, the way that they want us to, you know what I mean? Right. Or it's not making us come up like we. This movie isn't supposed to end this way because that's not right. Like how they bitched about the three billboards movies and shit. You know, it's like you know, art is supposed to make us ask questions and not answer them you know we're supposed to come up with the answers but we live in a different world now we live in a different time that people want everything spoon-fed to them yeah and it's like art's not supposed to be safe it's not safe you know the best art isn't safe you know (laughs) and it's the thing like a lot of these movies these really good movies that were made like back decades before can't get made nowadays imagine blazing saddles getting made today Oh, hell no. I mean, they, they barely got made back then. Right. <laughs> Remember, Richard Pryor was going to be in that movie. Well, he and wrote said, it. Yeah. And they're like, no, he ain't getting it. He ain't letting it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't make Scarface nowadays. Hell, we're at the point now. They saying the original Iron Man in 2008 probably couldn't get made today. Just yeah. because of the way things have been changed I, nowadays. I mean, that that's what's you know, you have like you. I mean, and it's you have the, the right wings, you know. And Trump calling, you know, attacking the media, but then you have the left, you know, liberals attacking art. Right. You know, it's like, come on now. <laughs> it's like we're supposed to have freedom of speech, right? Freedom right. of press. You know. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like it, just look the other way or ignore it or don't yeah. pay attention to it. Don't put so much energy into yeah. shutting somebody else down and what they're trying to say. Yeah. Don't listen. Don't watch it. Don't read it. You know, it's that simple. Right. You know? <laughs> if they don't have an audience, it will go away. That's what, yeah. that's what will happen. Yeah. So, no, I don't know. Have we spent too much time on this? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing left. I got to say on this. So basically, we can move on to the actual. We actually get into the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for just listening to our random ramblings because that's what we do here. Uh, yeah. Now we can actually talk about the box office numbers and see if that was going on. And Eli, give it to me. What was the number one movie of the week? I have. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Is it Battle Angel again? It was not Battle Angel again. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. So, the number one movie this week is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Oh, okay, yeah. I got uh, My kid loves those movies. How many of them have they made? There's two of them, but there's also a TV series on Netflix that I have to watch every day. Like, Snow Days. We've been having a lot of Snow Days lately up here. Yeah. And that's, like, what I got to watch is How okay. to Train Your Dragon. How do these franchises get so big and I've never heard of them? That's what I don't understand. Oh, they're actually not bad. Especially the first one. In, in fact, my daughter, she's got Down syndrome, so mm-hmm. she's got she's got sensitive hearing. So I can't take her to like crowded places. Like she hates powwows because they're so loud. Yeah. So um, I can't and I can't take her to movies. But they have um, these sensory uh, theater uh, movie movie uh, showing sometimes for kids with like autism and stuff, mm-hmm. where they leave the lights on and they turn down the sound. And they had a showing of How to Train Your Dragon one time, and we we took her to that. And she had a blast. Cool. So that was like the only time she was ever in a movie theater. <laughs> well, she actually liked it. So that, that's pretty cool then. Yeah. You, you're selling yeah. me on this franchise. I have no idea what they're about, but you're selling me on it. Uh, yeah. Place that there. Okay. So what else we got? Number two, Alita Battle Angel. Still okay. hanging in strong. Uh, what else we have? Number three, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Eli, they're saying it's flopping. Is it's it? not good. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I, mean, I guess you're gonna make so many Lego movies so so many times. Uh, number four, fighting with my family. Oh, uh, is that that wrestling movie? That's the wrestling movie with Rock. I, I think what Paige is that her name? Is that her name Paige? I, I don't, I'm not. I, yeah, I don't know any of these new wrestlers, but I heard I've heard of. Yeah, isn't she like 
a British wrestler or something. Something like that. But yeah, it's supposed to be based on a true story or something like that. So yeah, whatever. Uh, number five, isn't it romantic? The whatever chick movie. Uh, number six, what men want? The Taraji P Henson movie, which is why she's getting paid more than Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, number seven, Happy Death Day to You. I don't know. They keep making oh, these movies. I don't know. Uh, number eight, Cold Pursuit. Eli, with all this talk about, I want to see this movie now. What Cold Pursuit? Yeah, I wanted to see it until I, they said it's actually not that. Until you said I couldn't. You said I couldn't see it. Because we canceled him. <laughs> yeah. All it takes wanted, is one person yeah. to, to, to break rank. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to see, yeah, fucking Taken with the fucking dump truck or a snowplow. Yeah, because they say it's a review. They said it's, it's not like Taken. They said it's kind of like Taken, but it's kind of like a like a dark comedy or something. Like he's running, yeah, he's running motherfuckers over with a snowplow or some shit. Right, right. So I was like, okay, well, that sounds pretty interesting. So I'm going to I'm gonna feel like shit if this movie comes out on Netflix and it's actually like good. And I'm like, damn, we didn't watch this shit just because of this bullshit. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we came to pressure. Right. The societal pressure. It happens. We're, we're all slave to the moment. So uh, number nine, The Upside. I have no idea. What, what is that? I... The Upside. Isn't that, that, uh, isn't that the, the Kevin Hart? White man and black man become friends movies. Oh, yeah. Green book in green, the green, apartment. Yeah, green, green book with, in a wheelchair. Or whatever. Right. <laughs> you don't want to ask a next year. <laughs> yeah. uh, and number 10, Run the Race. The fuck is that? I have no idea. Okay, you lost me with that one. All right. So, yeah, so that is the box office numbers of 2000, whatever, February for the last February. So, yeah, it's pretty good with that one. Um. Yeah, like I said, nothing really too big happened movie-wise, not this week. But, Eli, let's talk about Captain Marvel for a second. Is Captain Marvel going to happen next week or the week after next week? It's, like, coming soon. A couple, few weeks, I think. I think next week. Not this, not, so, it'll be two podcasts from now we'll be talking about Captain Marvel, if if we've both seen it. You, we just be clear, clear, Eli, you're not boycotting, are you? Uh, boycotting Captain Marvel? Yeah. I hadn't planned on it. Why, is somebody racist? I don't think well, it depends on who you ask. Is Brie, is Brie Larson racist now? Can okay, well, it depends on who you ask. Now. Okay. If they ask you, no. If they ask me, no. But if you ask a bunch of people on the internet, <laughs> they will say she is. But not to us. Apparently to white men? Oh, so, really? Yeah, so she's racist to white. Hey, okay, let me back this up. Let me back this up. Did she make somebody take out the trash or something, and now they're all butthurt? <laughs> they are super butthurt. She pissed off a lot of people. I'm going to just bring this up. Let me let me catch everybody up to speed right now. Oh, damn, this shit dropped down since last I looked at it. Okay, so there is so, a lot of stuff going on in the news right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you look at Captain Marvel's tomato meter about who wants to see the movie, uh, right now her score is at 31%. That is oh, wow. the lowest of any Marvel movie by far. So people are like, I don't want to get this clear because a lot of people are saying that people are attacking her and attacking her reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. They're not. They can't attack the reviews because the movie isn't even out yet. But what they are doing is attacking, you know, who wants to see the movie and who, who doesn't because the movie was. No, normally, Marvel movies use like around like 98, 97%, shit like that. 31% is insane. So the reason people are so pissed at brie larson right now is because she said during her press tour she says she wants to have uh more people than just white men you know reviewing the movie and interviewing her and doing the press junket for her and people got triggered okay super triggered that's why they're oh. attacking her 
if you such snowflakes, man. Such snowflakes. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's the world we live in. So if you click on any uh Captain Marvel, you know, trailer and you go to the comment section, it's pretty rough, Eli. <laughs> Just I'm imagine. not seeing this movie. Well, I'm not going to watch this as long as Brie Larson is in there. She's racist. She's white. How is she racist? <laughs> I don't get it. Man. They're super pissed right now, man. She has triggered a lot of people right now. So, I mean, they can attack the movie all they want to. I think half the people, more than half the people attacking her, saying they're going to boycott the movie, are going to see the movie anyway. Yeah, and then shit on it. They're just going to see us. Just see, see it, it just so they can shit on it afterwards. But they're yeah. still going to see it. Marvel has your money. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. watch if you want to. It doesn't really matter. So, And that's the thing about that one. And it's it's just weird, man. It's I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what Captain Marvel did. Because at first they had Captain Marvel saying it was going to do like $180 million at the box office on the weekend. I'm like, it's not going to do Black Panther numbers. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? So then they backed the numbers back up to like $100 million. 80 million, something like that. And I'm like, okay, that sounds more realistic. Ant Man range, Doctor Strange range, that's where that shit needs to be. You know? Yeah. Captain Marvel is not the Black Panther this of 2019. It's not going to happen. I don't know why anybody's even thinking that, you know? Oh, and a Wonder lot of Wonder Woman are... already beat them to it, so. Right. <laughs> right. It's not the first woman. Hell, not the first MCU woman led movie. People keep forgetting about Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I forgot about it. I already, I seen. I forgot I, about I, it too. But the only reason I keep remembering because I'm in this. But what about you know? That's what we always got. That's the uh, world we live in now. When anybody brings up an army, you gotta say, but what about you know? So yeah, but Captain Marvel isn't the first one to do it. Hell, it only seemed like she's the lead person in the movie. It seemed like a Samuel Jackson movie. She's just there. Yeah. And so they know where the money is. So people and and people are saying you know I, I, like i said i said this before i'll say it again people act like ooh, this movie's gonna be the first marvel flop or it's gonna save the mcu it's not it's gonna be another marvel movie that's all save, it's gonna be yeah, save the mcu that's what it will save it or continue it or take it to a new level like, or does it whatever. need to be saved i think i think it's fine i think it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe they're thinking, you know, when, when Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. retire after Endgame, they need a savior or somebody to, you know, carry them to the next phase or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever, you know. Then they're thinking that Brie Larson is supposed to be, they're going to put it in Brie Larson's hands, you know. She's the captain now, you know. So, yeah, everybody's pissed because they're thinking that she's going to tank the, the MCU. But like I said, it's just going to be another movie. It's another MCU movie. We've seen them. We know we're going to yeah. get. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why people are getting so upset and triggered over just the twenty first Marvel movie. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Well, Damn. Because co- comic book fans, man, they're fucking they're soft. I, I get it, man. It's gonna be Thor with boobs. That's all it's gonna be. <laughs> Thor the Dark World with boobs. That's the movie. Superman with a Supergirl, basically. It's basically Supergirl, right? <laughs> what was the movie? The big titties, Power Girl, her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why everybody's getting triggered over this. Just calm the fuck down. It's just another movie. We will have no. It's gonna make a shitload of money, and in two weeks we have been complete completely forgot this movie ever existed. It will be another Ant Man. That's all it will be. And, and Godzilla, be. Godzilla's gonna got bumped up to like two weeks after. Oh, Godzilla's so, coming. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. <laughs> okay, Godzilla's coming. <laughs> so so they're gonna make all their money before Godzilla comes. So but but really <laughs> yeah. though, Godzilla's trying to get away from Infinity War, really. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh now let's stick with the MCU. We talk about the MCU some more. Let's talk about Black Widow. Now, 
the reason we're talking about Black Widow is because Black Widow is in a, uh, about to start filming for her movie. They already got a screenwriter, already got a director, all blah blah blah, all the stuff like that. Found locations, all the stuff like that. And there's been this dumbass internet rumor saying that uh, Black Widow is going to be rated R, even though Kevin Feige has already said there will not be a rated R MCU movie ever, as long as he works there. They're not even going to drop an F bomb in any of these movies as long as he worked there. And so he came out this week and said, no, Black Widow is not going to be rated R. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Damn it. So why do people jump on just any dumbass rumor that makes no sense? Because it's the Internet. man. The I internet. made I made the mistake last week. I ran with that Ryan Johnson story like and then recorded a whole fucking bit on it on the podcast and then. The next day, it was proven wrong. I was like, oh, shit. But that's true. But at least the Ryan Johnson thing at least sounds plausible. Like, you can kind of believe that might happen. Yeah. This shit, like, they already said this shit wasn't going to happen. So, yeah. that's so of course, it's not going to be rated R. But why do you want to see Scarlett Jones titties that bad, really? You want to see I a thought, sex scene with her? No, I, I thought it was going to be since, you know, like John Wick and Atomic Blonde. Like, they'd have, like, hard R violence. That's what I would think. Okay, that sounds pretty awesome. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, a Black Widow movie where she's like busting arms and stabbing necks and shit. What, what was that, what that, was that movie dope. with Charlize Theron? Uh, yeah, Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde, right. Yeah. Which was also like a spy movie also? Yeah, something, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. And, and people wonder, well, why did it take Black Widow so long to make a movie? Look at Captain Marvel. Look at the hate that movie's getting. That's why it took Black Widow so long to make a fucking movie. Uh, what else we got on here? We run through everything already. The Jason Momoa cookies. <laughs> that sounded so wrong when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> the the Momoa. I don't even know how to segue to it. I guess we could just talk about it. Uh, yeah, the Girl Scouts. Uh, some Girl Scout painted no. Uh, photoshopped a picture of Jason Momoa on her Girl Scout cookies, and it sold out like in a day or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Just really by a home. bunch of by a bunch of Girl Scout moms, right? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, whatever that's good salesman tactics right there. They need to find out whatever girl came up with that idea and and hire her in some kind of marketing department right now. Like skip school, skip college, skip everything. Just go to marketing degree right now. I tell you, man, fucking if they make the Jason Momoa vibrator, that shit would fucking sell like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> like a Jason Momoa sex doll or some shit. Yeah, the <laughs> Jason Momoa dildo. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be kind of freaked out if I walk into a girl's room and I just see like a huge Jason Momoa doll just standing there. Like, <laughs> and she like just ignore him. <laughs> He's just for the weekends. We're yeah. not here. Like, no, this this shit is too fucking creepy. I'm getting out of here. And so, yeah. What about about oh. this? What about this Eminem shit? No, no, no. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. Back it up. Okay. Okay. We're gonna talk about the Eminem shit, but let's engulf this whole thing. So let's talk about Netflix. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're Eli because I'm completely forgetting about what the fuck was on this list. <laughs> I got I got the thing open. I got the list in front. Of me. Okay, because I'm completely ignoring. <laughs> I'm just like blind, fly, uh, flying blind right now. So Netflix, for those that don't know, but like I said, if you've been paying attention, unlike some people, we, we'll get into it. If you've been paying attention, then you knew this was going to happen. Netflix has canceled all of their Marvel pro- projects. So the only two left that they hadn't been canceled yet was Punisher, which was canceled, and Jessica Jones, which also been canceled, which hasn't even released its third season yet. Yeah. But it's already been canceled. Like you didn't even wait. This <laughs> gave us false hope. We don't even know when Jessica Jones is even coming out. They didn't. They don't even have a release date. They just say it, 2019. That's it. 
So we don't know when that shit is even coming out. So every single uh, Netflix show for Marvel is canceled. And Jeff Loeb actually put out a letter for Marvel. I read the letter, very heartfelt, shed a tear, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it really felt like Jeff Loeb was throwing Netflix under the bus. Because everybody's blaming Marvel for the reason that these shows are canceled. And Jeff Loeb is basically in his letter saying, like, no, 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 it wasn't us. We wanted to continue the story. We wanted to keep the shows going. Netflix canceled that shit. That was all on them. You know. And for those that don't know, people are saying that maybe they're going to move to this or move to this, whatever. Hulu wants the shows. Hulu wants to continue shows, but they can't. At least not at this time right now because Netflix has a two-year clause where nobody can touch these characters in live action for the next two years after Netflix canceled them. So they're just stuck in limbo right now. Can't do anything. All the actors that have been on these shows are already on other shows now. Like uh, Missy, oh. Misty Knight, she already got another show. Oh, yeah? What show is this? I, I, watch I, it. I forgot. I don't know. Because goddamn. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> it'll come to me sometime next week. I don't know. But, yeah, she's on a whole other show right now. I think the Luke Cage actor already got another role doing something else. So they already found another work. He's in a movie. I think he's coming out in a movie. Is it a movie? Okay, maybe oh, it's a movie. Shit, maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's a movie. But Miss Knight does have a TV show, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, so yeah, everybody's doing other stuff now. They're not sitting around waiting for this Netflix thing to happen. You know, they're waiting for it to go somewhere else. They 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 need to work. They need to pay bills. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing right now. Uh, but what we're going to, like I said, everybody that was living under a rock and that was paying attention knew this was coming. But there was one person, Eli, mm-hmm. that wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah. And that person was named Marshall Mathers, aka Slim Shady. <laughs> A.K.A. White Pock, A.K.A. Eminem. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention, so it completely blindsided him when Punisher was canceled, and he basically put out a a, a tweet, you know, saying, "Uh, do I have the tweet in front of me right now?" I do. Okay, can can you give it to Eli? You you go. I'm yeah. gonna let you read it out because I don't have it in front of me. Here right at now. Netflix, regarding your cancellation of the Punisher, you are blowing it sincerely, Marshall. Okay, so that is the scathing tweet. He blasted Netflix. That's what that's what the headline said. He's gonna drop an album now. He's gonna drop an entire disc record on Netflix. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I can see Marshmallow. You know what? I'm just somebody put an image in my head about Net, uh, Mar, uh, Eminem just in his rap mansion. You know, just sitting back in his you know 80 inch TV watching Punisher, having enjoying his time, and then all of a sudden the news just pops up saying Punisher is canceled. You know, he's waiting for season three. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> really fucked up. But here's the thing: let's go a little deeper into this. Well, well, let's let's talk about this for a second because a lot of people and we know this. Because like I said, we, this is a comic book podcast. We know this. Eminem and Punisher actually go back a ways. They do. Yeah, they go back a ways. Uh, for those who don't know, Eminem is actually like a huge comic book fan. Like most rappers, are huge comic book fans. Grew up reading this shit. You know, uh, he even took pictures in the Double XL dressed as a Punisher. You know, I'm punishing the rap game or whatever the fuck he was saying. You know, like that. Uh, didn't he have a comic with the Punisher? He was in a comic, yeah. Yeah, he was. I never, a, I never read it, but yeah, he's in one. Yeah. I never read it either. I just saw the, I just saw the cover. I didn't know if it was a real comic or not. I just know I saw a cover with him teaming up with the Punisher. And I think it's worth a lot. Like for some reason, it's worth a lot of money. I mean, it's it's Eminem and Punisher. I mean, yeah. I want to read it. <laughs> I wouldn't pay whatever the hell they charge him to read it, but yeah, I would do that. So. So I can see Eminem being a huge Punisher fan, you know, just, you know, probably being his favorite superhero and then find out, oh, the show's canceled, you know, so 
Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I feel I feel bad for him now because he wasn't keeping up with the shit. He didn't see it coming. I, I, I'm just surprised that he liked the Netflix push. <laughs> That's what I wanted also because <laughs> I think we're the only ones that shit on that show, Eli. <laughs> I think we are. I Everybody else loved the show. I think we're living in Because everyone, of, every, yeah. yeah. Everyone who, who I know, like, they're like telling me, yeah, you're not going to like season two. <laughs> just straight up telling me that. <laughs> like, I'm not, and I'm like, season one, I was like, eh, it's, eh. Season two, I was like, no, uh-uh, I'm done. <laughs> like, I know this shit is getting canceled. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, can we move to the video game section now? Sure. Okay. I got nothing, Eli, so I'm just going to let you go over. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, this is old news. I beat a game that's been out for like ever. Hey, it's, it's new to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sp- I finally beat Spider-Man on PS4 the other day. Okay. And a- after playing it for like three months. <laughs> hey, better late than never. <laughs> so yeah. overall, what would you, what'd you think about it? It was cool. It got tedious, I think. Like like the Batman games. I mean, it's basically the same engine as the Arkham Knight games. So um, uh, it, it did get tedious some of that shit, some of those missions. Um, but I did end up getting a hundred percent. I did. I did everything. I beat everything. Beat every, I did every, I didn't even beat everything. I beat every mission, every street crime, every thug crime, every prison, every sable, everything, everything in every district. Okay. You know? I'm, I'm not that dedicated. Yeah. I was From like, now well, on, you hit the video game section. Now. <laughs> well, I got to the last mission where you fight doc Ock and it just said, I was like, warning, you are about, this is the last story mode. You can't upgrade your shit anymore or any of that shit. It asks you that question. Mm-hmm. Do you wish to continue? I said, like, ah, fuck it. Why don't I go and, you know, go around? And, and I had beat everything already. I just went to every district in Manhattan. And like, okay. Okay, I got three, three more thug crimes to beat. So I just did that. I just, you know, spent, spent the day just going around, you know, checking all the boxes, basically. Okay. And then... I said fucking and just went straight through the door. I was underpowered <laughs> as a motherfucker. Didn't care. Oh, I had the suit. I beat Doc Ock on my first try. I beat like Doc. I beat Taskmaster on my first try. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even. I, I didn't even made it to Taskmaster. Oh really? You just gotta beat those missions. I didn't little, bother. I got bored with this shit. I, was like, no, I just want to just fly through the mission. Yeah, I. Yeah, he's got these little like a stealth challenge challenges. They're kind of like the Riddler challenges. Remember, mm-hmm. kind of like that. But there was only like five of them, you know. You do a okay, stealth so it's not run, like a, a whole, battle like 200, run. Like the Riddler or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah, I, yeah. By the second game on on Arkham, I was like, "Fuck the Riddler." I don't... <laughs> Them shits was everywhere. <laughs> you know, I, I got all those on on, on Arkham. Um, on the first one, yeah, on Asylum. I yeah, I did. I, no, I, on City. I got them on game? City. Oh, did you? Yeah, There's I like two hundred of those things. I got all. Yeah. Of them. Well, good for you, man. Because I, I mean, said, because it was like the only game I had at the time, so it, it took me like six months to do that shit. Just collecting Riddler trophies and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I remember trying to do that. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. That <laughs> shit was hard as fuck, man. I'll tell you that shit. Yeah, well, you gotta as get, fuck, too. Well, you got to throw the boomerangs. Yeah, you got to do and, everything and, to get all those trophies. Some of those yeah. are the hardest fuck to get. Yeah, or you stand on the question marks in certain orders. Yeah, that, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but on Taskmaster, you just had to do a stealth challenge where you basically beat a bunch of guys Without being seen, you know, so basically, you know, Metal Gear shit, you know, then you do a battle challenge where you kick a bunch of ass, then there's like a drone challenge where you chase drones, and that's about it. And then he comes and 
he uh he he knows all your moves though, so you just gotta stay away from him and then just web him up, you know, catch him off balance. And, Damn, I, I want to play that now. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and I had the Iron Spider suit, so. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Did you have like the the four arms coming out and shit? Yeah, that was like the special move. You had okay, to be. Cool. You had, you had your you had to have your focus up though you could get that you know and it, it wears down but yeah that was fun you know i mean yeah part some of it was fun some of it was like really tedious like some of the what i really sucked at was the drone shit where you had to chase or chase pigeons or whatever mm-hmm. you know that was oh, the I shit the pigeons. yeah i had a hard time chasing like i i suck at webbing man i just was bad i just i'm just not i can't flip and release like you know Oh man! Once you get good at it, it's it's, it's cool. So. You know, I, I was like, oh shit, you know. So I, I had a hard time, like, you know, you know, getting my swing my swing game down. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's how I I spent hours like swinging just for no fucking reason, just swinging, just going everywhere. So, yeah. But I got I got every backpack, I got every landmark, you know, every side mission, mm-hmm. you know, the the black cat, you know, pictures and all that shit. I mean, yeah, I pretty much just. Did everything so, damn, hundred percent, man. Damn, like, yeah, three you months. Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the only, and that's the thing is like it, I only have like a couple hours a day, you know, and maybe not every day, you know, to play it. So it's be every couple days I would play for a couple hours. You know. So okay. it did. That's why it took me for forever. <laughs> hey, as long as you beat it, so that's the main thing to give us. So all right, so overall score, give it to me. What you got? It was. Uh, I liked it. it was, I'll give it four point five out of five. Cool, you know? cool, good, strong score. Uh, for those yeah. that don't know, the game has actually been permanently dropped down from sixty to forty dollars now. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's been a while. So if you haven't played it, Eli recommends it. Go get it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we move on to the Bread and Butter podcast now. Sure. Okay. Now, like I said, this is the Bread and Butter podcast, comic book bullies. We actually talk about comic books. So if you want to know about the comic books that came out this week? We're about to dive into it right now. And Eli, I guess. Who got more books? You and me. Um, I don't know. We, I think we read some of the same shit, though, right? I'm going to let you. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. I think I want to talk okay. about this book as soon as possible. Okay. So the book we got right now is Guardians of the Galaxy, vol, uh, not volume two, number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> right. The all new, all different Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, mm-hmm. for those that don't know, they changed up the roster like every 10 years, but everybody's stuck on this movie roster, whatever. So whatever. Okay, so basically how the book starts off, uh, Star-Lord is drunk, and he drunk texts his ex. His ex is Kitty Pryde, and he talks about how he misses her and loves her and kind of forgets that she's married now, you know, Colossus. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so she kind of has to remind him that, like, don't drunk, drunk text me. I know you're in space, but it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, take your ass to bed. And then he basically talking about what needs to be done. Because basically, for those who don't know what's going on with the storyline right now, basically, Thanos is dead, got his head chopped off by Gamora. Now, they had this huge funeral, and this all happened last last issue. This huge funeral, Thanos had a hologram, Gacy gave his will, saying, I'm going to upload my conscious, consciousness into another person. And it's up to you assholes to find out who it's going to be, because whoever it's going to be is going to be the next me. So the bad guys, so everybody in the room is just pretty much just like, okay, we don't know who it's going to be, but 90% chance it's probably going to be Gamora he's going to put his mind into. Mm-hmm. So we need to kill her. And even if it isn't, let's just kill her just to be on the safe side. That's pretty much what the story is going on. So Star-Lord is still drunk, hungover, walking around the, the uh, ship, meeting all the folks he's meeting his new team members. And he walks into the room and he sees Cosmic Ghost Rider and Groot get into a fight. They fight each other. Um, 
Beta Ray Bill tries to break them up, you know, horse store, tries to break them up, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Rider is fucking pissed off. And he's like, fuck this team, I'm out. You know, I think either Quill kicked him out or he quit one or the other. Anyway, Cosmic Ghost Rider said, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And he meets up with Star Fox. Do a barrel roll. Not that Star Fox, uh, the the rapey one in the in the adventures. <laughs> yeah. So he was actually saved from the black hole that almost killed everybody in the last issue, but half his face is fucked up now. So half his face is fucked up, but he's like is that why it was from the black hole? I think it was from the black hole, or when the black hole just fucked him up. I can't really remember. Anyway, he's, he's I, fucked I, up. Now. I thought it was from the fight. Maybe, the, maybe it was. Maybe it was from the fight or the wreck or something like that. And it looked like he's I, in a wheelchair also. Yeah, okay. But sure, the black hole makes sense. Okay. Maybe. I, I, it's kind of hard to remember. It was so much shit going on in the last issue. It's kind of hard to remember who lived and who died or whatever. So, Star Fox has put his own team together. Uh, and Cosmic Ghost Rider decided to join that team, and his team is Gladiator. I think I saw Korath the Pursuer in there. Um, and then he turns around and asks Nebula, Nebula, you don't mind killing your sister, right? And she basically replacing her arm with a machine gun on another arm. She's like, nah, I'm good. You good? Like, yeah. So basically, uh, Star Fox has put together his Dark Guard Guardians, and their main mission is to kill Gamora. To, well, to find her at least, and then kill her. And then they were like, well, where do we find him? Where do we even go? And, and Nebula's like, well, just find an ex-boyfriend. Uh, he's, just find him. Just torture him, and you should get the information. Like, so where can we find this boyfriend? And, and what boyfriend are you talking about? Her boyfriend, you know. Nova. And they're like, dun, dun, dun. That's how the book ends, you know. Because before she got hooked up with uh, Star-Lord, and before the movie came out, she was actually, like, super in love with uh, Dick Ryder, a.k.a. Nova. Dick Ryder. <laughs> Richard Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, pretty good story. Like I said, I was waiting, anticipating to see where number two, you know, Danny Kate, y'all, you know, hey, they steal our shit. I'm going to steal their shit. <laughs> Shout out to Comic Cast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to see where the story was going. Like, I'm, I'm still invested to it. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider is just like an awesome character. I'm just trying to see what weird shit he does. I like how he switches from hero to villain anytime he feels like it. Uh, I like when he, he was talking shit to Beta Ray Bill. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. polish your hammer, you fucking donkey. Yeah, donkey. <laughs> donkey. I was like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm loving this storyline right now. Yeah, I'll give it a 4 out of 5. It was cool, you know. Oh, um, I forgot about it. And Wraith. Wraith is another member of the, uh, also. He was like in Annihilation. Not the first one, but the second one. He was like a Kree. Super soldier slash mutant slash inhuman slash metahuman slash what the fuck ever. But yeah, he's back. He he disappeared for like years and now he's back. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes me want to go read Cosmic Ghost Rider now. You know, because right. I, 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 I skipped on that whole thing. You know, because you got Punisher and Ghost Rider, two of my all time favorite characters, and then you put them both in space and made them into one got character, and I'm like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> But after seeing what after reading this shit, I'm like that. I, I might that I, I might go read it now. Right. <laughs> so, but I yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it too. Um, like I said, I'm not too well versed in the cosmic side of Marvel, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm enjoying this story. And I yeah, the whole Peter Quill drunk, you know, talking shit to Kitty Pride while drunk, and so you're it's it's four in the morning here. You're just in space. I know. I know. Being in space fucks up your sense of time. He's like, he goes, you know, I was like, hey, you're in space too. He's like, I'm on Earth. Yeah, Earth is in space. We're all in space. Like, it's all space. <laughs> like, you know, he's drunk. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So, 
And it's like there's like two teams almost. You got you got the one team gonna go kill Gamora, and then the other team that wants to go save her. Right. You know? So yeah, the Guardians and the Dark Guardians. So yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. That's all I got. So. All right. Well, speaking of Donny Cates, y'all, <laughs> I got Venom number eleven. All right, let's go, Don- Donny yeah. Cates train. Yeah, and this is the book that uh, that people are threatening to kill Donny Cates over, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm did, curious about this one. Did you read this? I didn't. I, I knew oh. you were going to. That's why I didn't. Oh, okay, so, um, yeah, so Venom uh, number eleven. Uh, the the the, uh, the maker has uh, Eddie Brock basically under some sort of a operation table, trying to uh, cure some sort of cancer he has. But it turns out it's not cancer. But basically what's going on is you're finding out that the symbiote has been planting memories in Eddie Brock's head. And it kind of retcons the origin in a way as far as making him think he had like he was in love and basically faking a lot of his life. And he's finding out that he might not have lived the life he thought because it was all just memory implanted by the symbiote, which I found to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I thought it was kind of mind blowing, like some ghost in the shell hacker type shit. Like he gave him like made him think he was living a whole life. He wasn't. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's basically what it is. They're making him think that he was in love and that he, you know, had cancer and had all these family members and all this shit. And you're finding out that might not be the case. At least it's like left up to, you know, question. Oh, that's that old eighties Wolverine shit. Oh man. Yeah. And, but you're finding out that the symbiote basically is afraid of, of losing Eddie because it's bonded with Eddie and that it doesn't want to lose Eddie as its host. So it's basically makes him think um, that he needs he has cancer and all this shit and that he needs the symbiote to survive. So he won't leave uh, the symbiote. So basically it may, it gives the symbiote sort of a uh, kind of needy, a needy symbiote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know what exactly is pissing people off about this. I thought it was pretty cool. And, and like. If they're mad that they're sort of retconning the origin, I'm like, so what? Because they can always retcon it back. I mean, and that shit was kind of lame, anyways. Making Venom a good guy was the dumbest thing ever. Right. You know? But that's, that's what they were doing. If a guy gets too popular, make him a good guy. Yeah, and like that was dumb to make him, you know, to put him in love and all this shit. And he was always best as a villain, you know, until that whole '90s run and Flash Thompson and all this crap. And who gives a fuck, you know? I think what Donnie Cates is doing is basically, you know, say acknowledging all that shit, but also giving his own spin on it and still making Eddie a, a better character for it, I right. think. You know what I mean? And the symbiote. It's given the symbiote way more depth. It's get, basically given the symbiote a, a, a tragic backstory. Right. That it actually gets lonely. Like there's a – that it, it, need, it, it needs a host, you know, that even like Peter Parker – Left it. It was left by Peter Parker. So that right. we always made the symbiote seem like a villain, also, but now it's make it seem like a more sympathetic character. Yeah, and that the fact that it's part of a hive, 
you know, with the whole uh, null, the symbiote god, and all that, it's actually a hive now, and it needs it needs others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's really, you know, fleshing out the symbiote as a tragic character. So I dug on this. I was I dug on it, and then I, you know, find out the other day that people were all pissed off over it, and I'm like, oh geez, you like you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really, did you really like that sh- '90s shit that much? Where you felt the need to threaten somebody's life over it? Because hey, I thought underestimate the power of nostalgia. Yeah, because I thought that shit was whack. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're you know? gonna get death threats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pussies. <laughs> hey, Eli said this. I had nothing to do yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Cates ruined your shitty ass childhood. <laughs> well, sound like your child was really shitty. Yeah, anyway. it sounded like it sucked so, to begin with. He didn't do anything. Yeah, if it. if you like good guy venom. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, fuck that and fuck your pogs. <laughs> All right, shoot. Can I go next? Okay. Yeah, good. Okay, so book I got uh, Naomi number two. Okay. okay. So like I said, the rest of the since this is the end of Black History Month last month, I'm just gonna end my books with nothing but black books for the rest of the podcast. So that includes Naomi number two. So, like I said, uh, also part of the Wonder comic line that Bendis has, you know, started. Uh, basically, what this book is, it starts off with uh, Naomi's talking to that mechanic, that guy named, that huge muscle-bound dude named D. And D is telling her, yeah, the last super uh, super person that was here was 17 years ago. She was like, well, that's the time I was adopted. What else do you know about it? And then he just, you know, kicks her out of his uh, garage and takes off, like hops in a uh, motorcycle and leaves. Like, wait, that was weird, you know. So then she goes talk to, her, you know, her adopted parents, and she tells them, yeah, I talked to the mechanic today, and the mechanic tells me that there was a superhero here 17 years ago. What, do you guys know anything about it? Like, or is that guy my real father? And they're like, whoa, 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 where is this? This is a leap of logic. No, we don't know who your father was. We don't know where you came from. It was a closed adoption, but you belong to us now, and you were a little baby, and we're not lying to you. Like, okay, she's just leave it at that. And then she talks to... Basically, she Googles the guy. She Googles the mechanic, you know, find out information about him. And she realizes after talking to one of her friends that he came from Iron Heights. Now, her friend thought Iron Heights was just like neighborhood in Detroit. But no, Iron Heights, for those that know, is the prison system that's in uh, Central City, you know, in DC Comics. So basically, he's an ex-supervillain that's been living there for 17 years, you know. So she decides to find out information about what's going on. So she gets on a skateboard, gets a flashlight, goes out at night at 2 o'clock in the morning, goes to his garage. The front door is locked. She hops the gate, uh, goes behind it, and the back door is open. So she just sneaks in through, uh, snoops around, sees what she can find, sees a picture of the mechanic when he's younger, like, when, you know, with a full beard and hair and stuff like that. And she sees this young woman that's, you know, kind of older than her but looks exactly just like her, you know, or favors her. And then the mechanic turns around and sees her, and he's like, well, give me that picture back. That's mine. That's the only one I got of her. And Naomi's like, well, who is this woman in the picture? Like, I can't tell you. Well, you better tell me now. I want to know what's going on. And then the book ends continue, uh, to be continued next issue, The Secret of the DC Universe. So, obviously, this thing is going to be big, whoever her parents are, I guess. The Secret? The Secret, I guess. The Secret was supposed to be spoiled this issue. They're dragging the shit out as long as possible. So, still a pretty interesting book. Didn't grab me like the first one did, but it's still cool. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. I don't know who's drawing this book, but the artist they got is awesome. You know? Is she going to be like a Wonder Woman, an Amazon or something? We don't know. There is some weird panels in between of some woman with armor on and a sword doing some shit. So, maybe? I don't know. 
I guess. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So all, all I got. I like I said. I, there's it, pretty much not too much happening in the book. So. There was not a single punch thrown. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, Bitterroot, number four. Um, written by David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, art by Sanford Green and Rico Ramirez. Or Renzi? Rico Ren- Renzi? Um, Close enough. So, yeah. So, I've been digging this book. Um, basically, it's the Sangree family. Of It takes place in uh, early 1900s Harlem. They're a family of demon fighters who go around slaying these uh, creatures called Jinyu, which are possessed by fear and hatred. And um, so this is number four. There's a lot going on. Um, we have like three separate plots, you know, taking place. There's uh, this big, huge monster attack in Harlem. Some cops have been turned into Jinyu demons, and they're on a rampage. Harlem is just hot. The block is hot in Harlem, man. It's just a big old riot of monsters. Um, Berg, uh, one of the Sangri family, he's this huge dude. He's really huge. He's been infected by it. He's been bitten by a genius, so he's infected. They're trying to cure him. They go to their estranged uh, uncle, Uncle Enoch, who has some old old ways of uh, fighting these demons and old knowledge. But And um, so they're fighting. They're fighting their way there. They're fighting their way back. Um Ma Etta, Grandma Etta or whatever, she's like the old lady, sort of the matriarch of the family. She gets, it shows her, she gets a a chance to get down and fight. So basically everything, there's a big, huge action issue. Everything's coming to a head and and all hell's breaking loose, basically. Um, And then on top of that, there's also these, uh, the, the, what are they called? The, 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 the circle of retribution or whatever. There's these two characters called Dr. Sylvester and Miss Nightingale. They're turning into monsters too, but they're not Jinyu. They're called Inzandus. They're, they're different from Jinyu's. They're where Jinyu's are possessed by hatred and fear. And Zandus are possessed by sorrow and trauma. So the reflect, you know, um, the result of that hatred is what Inzandus represent. And then, of course, that badass uh, blade type of dude named Ford, he shows up because he's been tracking these portals, um, these gateways that the Jinnus are coming through to this world. And he find there's one in Harlem. And that's where so he shows up at the end of the book. So basically, everything's coming to a head. Um, a lot going on, but it's the, the plot is very balanced in a way. All these separate threads are balanced so well and work together. You know, without being too confusing. But the main thing is there's a lot of political allegory going on. Um, you know, the Jin Yu that represent basically represent racism. You know, the whole monster attack in Harlem is basically symbolizes race riots. You know, okay. the cops cops are turning into these monsters and attacking everybody. Um, and then of course, you know, the Inzandu creatures, they're the trauma and sorrow that are basically the effects of racism. And that's what Dr. Sylvester and Miss Nightingale, they're turning into these other creatures. But they want to use the, the, the power of those creatures to combat racism, I guess. I guess that's what I'm getting out of this. Okay. You know, they want to stay, they, they, they want to become these monsters so they can battle 
the Jinyu battle now, the race. Let me ask you this: this this symbolism you're saying, do they like beat you over the head with it? Or is this kind of like what you're what you're gathering from it? You know, from from what you're reading. That's what I'm. It, it's all left up to interpretation, but that's the sense that I'm getting. You know, um, it's still a cool story, and all these monsters. It's basically Evil Dead. You know, <laughs> it's a black Evil Dead. You know, and just monsters fighting. But I can tell the the statements that they're trying to make, which I find very interesting and from what i'm gathering out of it you know this is just my interpretation mm-hmm. from it you know is that yeah the the jinyu the demons represent like fear because racism is based in fear and hatred mm-hmm. and then the inzandu creatures they're the trauma and the pain and anger that comes from the result of racism you know what i mean right so you have these two different um forces these they're both negative forces and they're both clashing at each other. And you have, like, the Sangri family trying in the middle trying to battle them all and trying to, you know, find a way to, dis- you know, dispel all that negativity, you know. So it just raises that question. You have racism versus the trauma that, it's ca- that it causes. And those two forces are now clashing. And I guess that's a big statement we have right now, you know. <laughs> so... On that note, I think this book is brilliant and just raising those type of questions through this cool ass monster horror story is great. I mean, this is a five out of five for me, you know. Damn, okay. You know, it's it's this issue was just action packed, you know, lots going on, but the plot is balanced very well and it's all coming together, you know, because this is issue four now. But yeah, it's just makes this it makes this um metaphor on racism the results of racism and how what do we do about it you know <laughs> okay so so yeah all right yeah. uh pro- what a probably our first five out of five of 2019 maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah okay so last book i got like i said it was black history month so we're gonna end it with another black book uh and this is miles morales spider-man like i said this, right. is, this is my book of the week <laughs> cool all I right. read it too. You read it too. Okay, so you can you can help me out. What's going on with this one? Okay, so basically, what happened? Like I said, I actually got this based on your recommendation, which you said on on issue two. So I like, oh, Captain America's gonna be in this? Yeah, I want to read this. So, um, yeah. basically, what happened? The book starts off Captain America meeting Miles Morales. They all meet Rhino. They realize, okay, we're all on the same team. There's a human trafficking thing going on. This guy is out here kidnapping kids, uh, and we need to go find them. You know, it's basically Miles's girlfriend's nephew and rhino's niece or some shit whatever and yeah. captain america's just here because captain america's captain america you know some his congresswoman sent him so they try to find clues exactly what's going on they find clues that it was in the gowanus canal am i saying it right uh yeah okay gowanus canal so basically captain america finds out that uh miles is from brooklyn you're like brooklyn i thought you were from queens you're like not this other guy so they become instant friends stuff like that. Uh, Captain America pulls out this phone he got from Tony Stark, you know, trying to find out to get evidence stuff like that. He doesn't know how to use it because he's fucking hundred years old, literally. And Spider Man, like, you know, takes this phone from him. He like, let's give me the phone. I know how to work it because he's a teenager. Teenagers know how to work technology, and that's how they become fast friends, learn how to work each other stuff like that. They meet up at this old uh, shield base that Captain America says used to be an internment camp for mutants that nobody even knows about, but they shut it down a while ago. But somebody has started it back up. So they go in there, uh, they invade, uh, Miles goes in first, he goes invisible, you know, tries to go stealth to scout everything, but he gets spotted. Uh, the kids attack him, 
uh, Captain America, Rhino rush in. So Miles finds a good way to just web up all the kids and just shoots his uh, Venom shock blast through the webbing and just, you know, knock everybody out at the same time. And while they do that, then the bad guy reveals himself. And the bad guy is named The Snatcher. That's the dumbest fucking name mm-hmm. ever. He looks like a reject from the 70s or whatever. So The Snatcher is here. And he's basically saying what he does is that his powers actually kill adults. But if he uses powers on kids, he can control them to do whatever he wants to. And that's why he uses them on kids to basically, you know, do his human trafficking ring that he has going on right now. So the the three, you know, heroes try to attack him. He does his snatcher thing, put the, you know, takes off his shade, stuff like that. And he hypnotizes all of them, stuff like that. And like I said, they're all adults. He's about to kill everybody. But Captain America will is so strong, you know, and so indomitable. He has to take extra power just to keep Captain America control. And since he has to keep Captain America control, that means Rhino and Spider-Man are free to kick his ass. So, you know, Miles kicked the shit out of him, and he's like, uh, release Captain America before I beat your ass some more. And he's like, okay, I'm not done yet. I got one more trump card left. I got one more ace up my sleeve. And he basically tells all the kids that he has kidnapped to turn the guns on themselves, you know. Uh, And while he's doing that, and he pulls the guns on himself, one of the kids, I think it's, Miles, girlfriend's nephew or some shit like that. He fights the mind control and turns the guns on a gun on the snatcher and distracts snatcher long enough for Miles to beat the shit out of him. Knocks him out, you know. So uh Rhino gets his niece back, but he's saying he'll probably never see his niece again because the family uh wants nothing to do with him because he's a criminal. You're like, Well, that's fucked up. You know, you're you sound like a good guy to me, but anyway. But basically Rhino and Miles in on you know, good terms. Captain America's called out on another mission for the Avengers. We'll have an Avengers 14 and some bullshit. He like, Miles, we're going to meet up soon, you know, and he does his thing. And the end of the book ends with Spider with Miles going to the movie with his girlfriend and nephew, and it ends with, with great power comes great responsibility, and I've been to other planets, and I fought androids, and I fought robots, and stuff like that. But protecting your neighborhood and those within the neighborhood is more important than uh, fighting aliens and protecting borders and stuff like that you know basically trying to make an allegory of this whole human trafficking thing they were trying to do because i think toward the end the shit got so wild it kind of got away from its original you know concept it mm-hmm. became too comic booky but hey it's a comic book what do you expect so, yeah. uh overall yeah like i said captain america rhino and spider-man teaming up to fight some goofy looking 70s dude uh i get a four out of five pretty cool story yeah i enjoyed it i mean i, I yeah i've been enjoying this book it's just fun just a fun Good old-fashioned Spider-Man story. It was a story. quick three-arc yeah. story. It didn't last for 12 issues and them shit. It was just three arcs. Yeah. I mean, three issues. Bam, bam, bam. Move on to the next storyline. Yeah. Art was cool. Story was fast-paced and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like this, it's nice to see Miles and Cap making up because most people don't realize that the last time they met each other, Miles was going to kill him. But it oh, wasn't yeah. him. It was the Nazi one. That's right. The Nazis? Oh, the Nazi cat. Yeah, <laughs> not I Nazi didn't Miles. Make, yeah. They didn't make Nazi, Nazi Miles, did they? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Nick Smith hadn't got to him yet, but that was the last time they met because you know they was on Capitol Hill and he was about to you know drop a uh, you know stab of some shit. But anyway, I, I wish they would have brought that up, but they didn't. So whatever. But yeah, that's that's all I got. So. All right. Well, I guess I'll do Turok number two. That's what I've been waiting uh, on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so Turok number two, um, Turok and his brother warp back or warp back into dinosaur time uh, with the uh, with the the cavalry, the U.S. cavalry soldiers chasing after them, and it's pretty simple. The dinosaurs come and attack them, and uh, there's a lot of dinosaurs in this one more than the first issue. 
Um, uh, and yeah, and 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 the Indians team up with the with the white guys to they say, okay, we if we're gonna survive this, we need to band together because uh, you know the the, the cavalry soldiers are like you Indians know how to live off the land and shit. So if we're gonna get out of this, we need your help. And they're like, okay, cool, put her there. And they shake hands. And um, and I'm what like a really idea already? Yeah, I mean, and what <laughs> there was one line that where I went shit. When the cavalry soldier said, "You have my word as a U.S. Army soldier that we will, you know, that you can trust me or whatever," oh, and shit. I was, I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Just right there, I was like, "Bullshit! Fuck that!" <laughs> yeah, when it came to natives, the U.S. cavalry acted like ISIS, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Bad fuck!" So. I don't know. It was, you know, like I, like I already had. I mean, I already talked about my the problems I had with Turok as a character, as a stereotypical uh, native character. But whatever, I already got that out of the way, and I was just reading this for what it was. It's just a stupid fantasy, you know. Um, it's it's nothing mind blowing, nothing great. You know, it's three out of five. It's you know your token Indian, you know your Washington Redskin running around in his buckskin underwear. You know, <laughs> they still haven't gotten a machine gun yet. Oh, he got a gun. He got to shoot a gun in this. About place. time. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then went back to uh, went back to uh, bows and arrows. Oh, and they get attacked by cavemen. That's right. Uh, cavemen are attacking them now. Okay. So, and I had a hard time distinguishing. Okay, which one's the cavemen and which one's the Indian? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, yeah, three out of five. Nothing great. You know, nothing spectacular. And after reading Bitterroot, which was this awesome story that made all these, you know, strong political statements, and then reading this thing, I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, just, you know, as a Native American, you know, comic book fan, I just, you know, I long for better representation, you know, because it's David F. Walker writing Bitterroot, you know. Right. And, and he also wrote Naomi also. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and you get that perspective, that person of color perspective, which, you know, is that 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 calls for good representation and characters and stuff. So when I read Turok, I can totally tell, well, this isn't written by a native, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's it's, again, a, a, a non-natives version of a Native American character. Yeah, so I kind of want to yeah. see what happened, you know, if, if a Native American writer actually get their hands on Turok and see what they can do with it. You know? Yeah, you know, so... So yeah, it's whatever. Turok number two, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, so you got anything else? So. That's it. That's all I got. I'm booked out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, definitely listen to our other podcasts. We have our sister podcast, Geek Sav, uh, hosted by Eli, of course. Uh, we also have Comic Cast. I forgot to shout them out, even though I did shout them out like three times, but I was like in some fucked up ways. Uh, they give us shout outs on their podcast all the time. Kind of yeah, help their al- yeah, to basically help their al- algorithm because <laughs> they know I'm a comment. Yeah. So I'm gonna shout them out to help out our al- algorithm. Yeah, what up, Comic Cast? Right. <laughs> uh, who else we got? This Geeks and Comics, who also shouts us out. There you go. Got to love them. Uh, who else we got? Instruments of Destruction. They may shout us out. I never listen. Sorry, but if you do, <laughs> thanks for the shout out. Hoodoo <laughs> uh, TV. We have Get Valiant. We have who else? That's it. Um, oh, yeah, more than that. that. Might be it. It might be it. Yeah, oh well. Yeah. yeah, like I said, next week we will. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. 
we might not just fuck around. We might just fuck around and just not do shit. Talk about some more bullshit because it would be the calm before the storm because then we had the shit show after that, which would be Captain Marvel, which I know is going to be good. I might have something planned. I might plan something. I don't know. We'll okay. see how it goes. We're having our Marvel our Marvel pre party or something. Something. We we always do that. We got to have something, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, but let's face it. Marvel movies are the reason why everyone's doing podcasts. Pretty much. I mean, anytime we do a podcast on a Marvel movie, our numbers like shoot up all of a sudden. Yeah. We talk yeah. about this bullshit, nobody listens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Miss me with that bullshit. bullshit. You ain't really wild, you're a tourist. Hey, tourist. I be blacking out with the purest. The purest. I made a then I freaked it. I freaked it. I made 500,000. Then I freaked it. I freaked it. I bought an 87 for the weekend. The weekend. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. What you want. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. What you want. And it's like that little bitch. MVP. I don't get no sleep. No, I don't like that little bitch. Bust that open. I want that ocean. Yeah, that bite back, little bitch. Do it bite back, little bitch. Need two life jacks, little bitch. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna pressure. Never control you. I ain't gonna front you. 100, I don't know ya. Boss like top dog. Boss my life up, crossing over. Started stepping, got a hall of fame and all my poster. I've been ready, my whip been ready, my bitch been ready, my click been ready, my shit's been ready, my checks been ready, my shots on full, that's all I'm getting. I got pull, I hope y'all ready. My tank on full, you know, unleaded. I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it. My name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my shots gon' fire, my team gon' roll up, my Nazi twice, my queen gon' roll up. I hope y'all ready, you know I'm ready. I rain all day, you know confetti. I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it. Miss me with that bullshit. bullshit. You're not a gang member, you're a tourist. tourist. I be blacking out, I be blacking out. All the 83 cutlass for the weekend. I got a hundred thousand and I freaked it. I made five hundred thousand and I freaked it. I put a rose rice on my wrist, oh yeah. Fuck his baby mama trying to sneak this. I took her to my penthouse and I freaked it. I haven't made my mind up, should I keep it? I got big dog status, it ain't no secret. Lady, daddy, daddy, slide on me now. Pass me some shit. Put me in the car. Lady, daddy, daddy, motherfucker, love. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder everything. Bitch, I'm on the roll and I put that on the game. Yeah. Miss me with that bullshit. Bullshit. You ain't really wild, you a tourist. I made a hundred thousand, then I freaked it. I freaked it. I made five hundred thousand, then I freaked it. I freaked it. I bought an eighty-seven for the weekend. The weekend. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. What you want? This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. What you want? Yeah, God. Yeah.
off the date, no be off the be off the heat off your plate, don't be off, I be off your head. When late on C4, I wait off the edge. Fuck integrity, fuck your pedigree, fuck your feeling, fuck your culture, fuck your world, fuck your family, fuck your drive, fuck your land, fuck your children, fuck your wives. Who am I? Not your father, not your brother, not your reason, not your future, not your comfort, not your reverence, not your glory, not your heaven, not your angel, not your spirit, not your message, not your freedom, not your people, not your neighbor, not your baby, not your equal, not the title. Y'all want me under Red light, green light, red light, green light, red light, green 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 light,